Netflix is not inherently evil, but maybe your attachment to it is disordered. Hi, I'm Colin, and welcome to The Tightrope, the podcast where we try to find balance in the midst of our busyness. I don't know that a short podcast will help you to find balance once and for all. I simply hope that it helps you to take a step forward. This week, my question is this, should you give up swearing for Lent? And the answer is, well, well, yeah, of course, but I really want to clarify. Often when I ask people, what are you giving up for Lent? They'll say something like, well, chocolate or soft drinks, and, and that's fine. But oftentimes the answer will come up swearing or, or some sort of vice. And, and here's what I want to clarify. It's obviously not the case that if you give up swearing for Lent, you should be dropping F-bombs at Easter. You might scare away the bunny, right? That's not what you want to do at all. If you give up swearing, of course, it is in keeping with the season of Lent. It's a season of repentance, and we should obviously rid ourselves of vices. We should root out sin in our lives. We should repent and find ourselves entering into the Paschal mystery more and more purified and conformed to Christ. That's a given, right? But it's a little bit distinct from the three practices that the church prescribes of prayer and fasting and almsgiving. The prayer and the fasting and the almsgiving are the practices that will help us to rid ourselves of sins and burdens and vices and all that bad stuff in our lives. So let's talk a little bit about what fasting actually is. Fasting is to detach ourselves from one of the good things that God made so that later on, that good thing can help us to glorify God all the more. And and this is very consistent with the gospel. Jesus talks about John the Baptist fasting and Jesus feasting, and there is a season and an opportunity for both. Now that we're in the season of Lent, it is a season of fasting, and you want to enter into that by ridding yourselves of things that are are good, but that are uh, disordered attachments. And of course, throughout the rest of the year, you can find ways to do this. Small sacrifices of love. So I want to give a couple of suggestions. Yes, you can give up chocolate. And, and that, of course, makes sense. And there's even a commercialization of that fast by the very fact that there's so much Easter candy that is chocolate. And the idea, even though they put up the Easter candy way back in the beginning of February, is that you don't indulge in it until it's actually Easter. And soft drinks, that's fine too. But maybe look for things in your lives that are particular quirky attachments that you have. Maybe there's something that's good in your life, but your attachment to it is a little off. Netflix is not inherently evil, but maybe your attachment to it is disordered. And so you give it up for Lent. Or maybe you have a disordered relationship with your phone, and so you dock it for the season of Lent. Find a creative way to to fast from it. Or maybe you delete some apps from your phone and just take an extra step. Um, Maybe maybe giving up coffee is is a great idea. Maybe that would be a penance for everybody else. And so you just take the cream and the sugar out of your coffee for these 40 days as an extra reminder of the God who who made coffee, that you are more attached and your heart is reaching out for God and not just for caffeine. So you see, all these practices of of fasting go together with two other main practices that I want to make sure we talk about as well. You see, the giving up is not... um, in opposition to doing more during the season of Lent. I've heard some people say something like, well, don't give something up, do something good. And I always want to hit the timeout button there because the point of our fasting is that we should be more equipped 
for prayer and almsgiving. That as we follow Jesus out into the desert and detach ourselves from creation, our hearts are more and more dependent on the creator, the one who made them. And therefore, we're able to be more charitable. And therefore, we're more prayerful. Uh, That word almsgiving, I want to clarify because it sounds almost like an old-timey kind of word. Almsgiving means giving from the heart. And so, yes, you should participate in um, great initiatives during the season of Lent, like Operation Rice Bowl or whatever is happening in your parish or your area. But those practices um, should also be accompanied by personal things, ways in which you perhaps volunteer your time or ways in which you amplify your kindness to your family and those around you. And your fasting will actually help with this. If you're fasting the right way, you're going to be more charitable and not just more grouchy or something like that. And how will that all come together? Well, that'll come together because we're more prayerful. Following Jesus out into the desert, we we hear that Jesus did battle with Satan. How did he do battle with Satan? By being united to his father that his heart was constantly practicing the presence of his father, and therefore he was able to battle against temptation. So again, three practices that will help you to give up swearing for Lent and not to start dropping F-bombs at Easter. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And if we do these three things well, then when we get to Easter, we'll find ourselves detached from sin and from bad habits. So I just wanted to give you that little bit of a rundown to help you to take a step forward in the season of Lent, maybe an overarching view of how to, how to approach this thing. And then I'm sure there's tons of content out there that can help you to get specific. As a matter of fact, if you're into this episode, there's a, a blog post called 25 Weird Things You Could Give Up for Lent. And that's right on the Ascension blog. You can check that out too. So for Ascension, I'm Colin McIver reminding you this Lent to take a step forward. And stop swearing, but don't start swearing at Easter. You get the idea. 